0: Hey everybody welcome back to Farmer's Jam Radio. It's been a minute. We've been in the kitchen whipping up some new Farmer's Jam cocktail syrup. We're very excited to be launching that product here in the near future but you know, something's got to give, and it ended up being Farmer's Jam Radio, so we have missed you, uh, but we are back. Got a couple of interviews uh, coming up here today is with good friend of mine, Masterpiece, a.k.a. Justin Nicholson. You have seen him perform for the Farmer's Jam Band, and you may also know that he is a part of the urban agriculture team in the mayor's office for the city of Atlanta today we chatted about the upcoming event aglanta eats on monday august 29th farmer's jam is thrilled to be part of it we are going to be serving up some signature cocktails with our strawberry lemonade cocktail syrup uh, that doesn't even launch until mid september so everyone who attends that is going to be getting the world premiere of our cocktail syrup super psyched about that but also grateful uh that mp shared a whole lot of insight information about the event Uh, After that, we dove into his history and how he got into urban agriculture. A really, really powerful story. We talked for almost an hour. So this is actually part one of our interview. Stay tuned for part two. For now, here's our interview with MP, a.k.a. Masterpiece, a.k.a. Justin Nicholson. We'll catch you on the other side. Everybody, welcome back to Farmer's Jam Radio. I'm here at the uh, the Soil Deep Studios, if you will. We're on the, the back porch surrounded by some peppers, some flowers, some herbs. I'm going to have uh, MP give us a quick little visual. But our next guest today is Masterpiece. Many of you listening may have discovered his government name when he started working for the government about a year and a half ago, Justin Nicholson. Um, he's been a member of Farmer's Jam Band. He is working for the city of Atlanta right now on Urban Agriculture Initiatives MP. Thanks for joining with us.
1: Hey, thank you so much, James and Farmer's Jam. This is amazing. You know, I want to make sure I big you up for all the work that you've been doing. And um, yeah, man, thanks for, thanks for having me. And welcome to Soil Deep uh, Nursery. <laughs> yeah, Soil Deep
0: Nursery. That's right. That's right. So I know you just gave me a quick rundown of what you got here, but I... I want people to get a sense for, you know, everything that we're surrounded by. And I just want y'all to keep in mind, this is not a, this is not a like giant space, but there's,
1: I don't know what, 30 plants here? Oh, uh, it's probably, it's more than that. I would say it's probably like 60, 60 varieties out here. (laughs) Um, but you know what we're doing, this is kind of like our test space. Um, so we have uh, a townhouse and we're doing patio gardening and, um, Really and truly, man, this is like our test space. My, my goal from this point on is to, you know, create a nursery of culturally relevant varieties from around the world uh, in hopes to create heirloom varieties of those plants here in the U.S. Um, so what we're doing um, right now, we're focusing on peppers. Uh, we did our tomatoes yes. a little earlier, and they didn't really... Uh, we, we, we had some, I don't know, some root damage for our tomatoes. Huh. So, hey, peppers it is this year. Peppers and herbs and, and flowers. Yeah, um,
0: the peppers are making up for whatever the tomatoes were lacking. Oh, man. Trust me. I mean, they're
1: going nuts. Yeah, man. So, I mean, really right now we have some... Um, Bra- uh, Brazilian bikinos here. Uh, those are good for pickling and, and spice. Uh, we have some uh, Puerto Rican aji dulce over here. We got some Ethiopian berbere. Of course, the Scotch bonnet. As uh, you know, a lot of a lot of cultures' favorites. Uh, we have um, Peruvian aji amarillo in the corner there. Uh, let's see. We got a Trinidadian spice pepper behind you. Um, <laughs> we have a, a, a sweet pepper variety here called the Leslia. Uh This is my first time growing them, but oh. they're looking looking superb. I must say, nice to feel that. Like that's probably the most oh yeah firm pepper I've ever felt. And yeah, to change a bit too. So excited about that. Uh, we got a, a bunch of varieties of marigolds, some lemon gem, tangerine gem. Get get you a whiff of that, man. Like like or take, pull one off and. and and taste that oh wow yeah yeah mm. yeah man so so we you know that, that might be a good garnish for a cocktail I don't I know I
0: mean hey I hey. don't know put, I, I definitely agree with that
1: put some good uh, wow. uh, farmer's jam strawberry syrup with that little rum, you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. And then, of course, in. We got our herb garden behind you. All types of varieties that we like to come out and just harvest uh, for our meal. You know, our, our patio is right off of our kitchen. So, it really works, you know, for our six-by-six six space out here to really just, you know, get it popping, man. We're trying to make some things happen over here.
0: Yes. I mean, Green Thumb is an understatement here. It's, it's, a, it's, it's amazing how much you can, uh, you know, put into a space. And like you mentioned, there's a, which pepper variety was this
1: one? That's the Aji Amarillo.
0: Okay, the Amarillo. And it's like, it's all the way, it's down in the, the bottom, but it, it's grown almost to like a mini tree because it's got to get that sun. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, when the soil is right, the seed will find a way.
1: Mm. That's a proverb right there. That man. is a proverb
0: <laughs> right there, yeah. <laughs> but it's just... This, this space right here is a testament to what plants can do when they're, they're given the right amount of love. And they'll go find the sun that they need. And I'm telling you, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of peppers that we're looking at here. I mean, so many different flavors and smells. It's, 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 uh, it's a special little, little corner, little slice of life right here. Um, so anyway, I wanted to um, chat with you. There's a big event coming up that you've oh, been yeah. working on, uh, event that I was part of in the past, Atlanta Eats. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at the Botanical Gardens in late August, the 29th, August is that right? 29th,
1: 2022, yes, sir,
0: that's right. Uh, it's at the Atlanta Botanical Garden, always a really special event, obviously, beautiful scenery. But I think what makes this really special is that it's you know, we, we I mean, we, we can chat a little bit about this, right? But like, what does it mean to be local? Well, this is hyper local, a lot mm-hmm. of the food comes from. A few miles away, not mm-hmm. like the state of Georgia, not like the South, like the city of Atlanta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh, what can you tell us about uh, that event? Maybe a sneak peek of some of the chefs who might be there? Mm-hmm. you know uh,
1: give us give us a scoop. Mm, okay, well, um, you know you heard you heard it here. You you, you may have seen some some promotional uh, material here and there, uh, but yeah, you're gonna get a, a good in depth insight on Atlanta eats here on Farmer's Jam podcast. Um, this year, uh, we're bringing it back after a two year hiatus. Yeah. This is the fifth annual Atlanta Eats, um, formerly known as Taste of Atlanta. Now we've rebranded um, as of twenty. 20- 18. And again, this is the fifth uh, annual happening at the Botanical Garden. Uh, amazing partnership. Thank you again, at uh, Atlanta Botanical Garden for, you know, just being such a gracious host. And yeah, man, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to fill it up. They, they, they offered Botanical Gardens to us on a Monday, which is generally their day that they're closed, right? right. So we have the Botanical Garden at our disposal for the whole day. Um, and from Four to eight PM, we're going to be in there serving up some farm to table tastings, man. We have um, right now. we our, our goal is to get twenty chefs, uh, but depending on how many uh, how many chefs hear this podcast and reach out to us, we might we might up it up to thirty. Um, you know, and um, what what we're looking to get is you know different cultural cuisines, um, different chefs from around the Metro Atlanta area, and pair them with local farmers, producers, to really get a farm-to-table experience like no other. Um, I'm, I'm being very intentional about, like, creating harvest availability lists um, to where now our culinary artists, our chefs can, you know, know what's fresh, what's local, and then from there have those relationships moving forward even past this event, you know, because that's one thing that we really want to make sure we drive home. Like, you know, we... We're reaching out to chefs who have been sourcing locally, you know, with the help of our good friends at Georgia Organics and their Farmer Champion program. Um, we our, our, our local farmers, they've been very helpful in sharing their network of um, distribution outlets. And, you know, we've been able to reach out to... So many chefs, you know, that have been sourcing locally for a long time and it's, it's time to highlight them and let people know, OK, this is what you can do even at your home or you can support someone else who's doing it locally. So what we're doing, bringing those chefs to the table, we got a, a fully um Fully all-inclusive event, so your ticket will get you unlimited tastings from these chefs. Yep. Um, also, uh, we have a cash bar available. If you get a VIP ticket, we have an open bar where we'll have hey. uh, where, where, where we'll have some specialty cocktails. And um, this is a this, this is a. Um, uh, uh, what a world premiere or, or some new news! Uh, Farmers Jam Strawberry Syrup will be featured hey. in our signature cocktails. Oh. Look out! Look out! So nice, yeah, man. So uh, we're really excited about that partnership. Um, again, Farmers Jam, James, what you're doing is amazing. You thank know, you, you, you thank all you. are are Atlanta grown. Uh, at the at the root of it, you know, right. y'all, y'all have been sourcing from our local farmers and supporting our local farmers from the beginning. So it's only right that we bring you all to the table. Uh, so thank you again.
0: Oh man, it's an honor to be a part of it. I'm, I'm I'm grateful. You didn't even tell me before the show that we've made it official yet. So this is breaking news for me too, right, which is awesome. Go. There we go. Of course, we've been chatting about it, but uh, nice to uh, ni- uh, yeah, we're excited to be there. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I think just hearing you highlight everything that's going into it, all the people that are going to be involved, just kind of, it emphasizes to me that, like, you know, yes, I've been working hard at Farmer's Jam, but at the end of the day, it is so much of a community, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, there are so many different people who are involved at different stages of production, Mm -hmm. different uh, ways of educating people, Mm -hmm. uh, reaching people, building community, and it's, like, it is Mm -hmm. is, uh, one of those things where, like, you know, one person's success in this in this area does mean success for a lot of other people, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that what I think is so special about something like Atlanta East, where it's like it's so tight knit. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and an event with a purpose, not only to support urban agriculture programs, which we'll kind of get into in a bit, uh, but to like build relationships between farmers and chefs, and also. You know, highlight like a culinary education piece because mm-hmm. I know that's an, always been an important part of Aglana Eats. Is mm-hmm. like, how do we highlight how to make things with
1: these mm-hmm. local ingredients, mm-hmm. which is key. And to that point, um, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give you another spoiler about oh. something new that we're doing this year. Uh, so not only will we have um, entertainment uh, from live musicians, uh, one of those being uh, our very own Cam Christian yes. and the Cam Christian Band, uh, man, with their amazing talent. Uh, we also have um, a few a few other guest artists that I, you know, we, we 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 may we may drop some spoilers on that. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I want to save some anticipation. Or build some anticipation for those. Of course. Um, but this year, I mean I'm so excited to announce that we will be hosting a Chop Style Surplus Culinary Student Competition, where we'll be partnering with Chef Cheryl Williams and Tri-Cities High School to use, uh, or or really to highlight, you know, those amazing uh, culinary artists, uh, students, to um, use surplus produce To create amazing dishes, right? Nice. So we're partnering. Super cool. Yeah, man. That that, that's an amazing partnership with our uh, City of Atlanta Foods Matters initiative, which is food recovery, food waste initiatives. That we're, um, yeah, we're looking to really, you know, create something that can expand on the conversation around food waste and food recovery. You know, so we're really excited about that.
0: Wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm excited to 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 check out to check that out Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. a great way of you know like you said it's like a double layer of education right Mm -hmm, one for the mm -hmm. for the students who are going to be involved with it but then also for everyone else who's attending and and beyond of like here's some creative things you can do with food that would otherwise be you know thrown away and discarded and um, you know food waste I'm so glad that it's something that you know you all have a focus on because it's like food waste is really heartbreaking at times and it's like you know we produce way more food than we need and yet we still have way too many people who are hungry and uh and and so there's that piece right and then there's the fact that like we're throwing food in the trash Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when if we returned it to the earth we would actually be healing the soil like it it is it's important that we think about things in cycles and circles and food waste is one of those things that like yeah, uh, it's like we're overcomplicating it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And and to that point, just not enough attention has been, you know, made for it. Like we yeah. we we spend a lot of time focusing on like um affordable housing and um policies to to support that. Um but you know, you don't really you don't really see those uh metrics or st- statistics, you know, that really tell you how much food how much edible food goes to our landfills, yeah. you know, daily. So, um, yeah, it's really important to really understand our impact and understand the full circle of our food system. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe you have to, uh, Interview Natasha Dyer and Michelle Wiseman. Oh, I'd love to uh, to, to to get you know the the, the full story on food waste uh, because you know yes. that's 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 their uh, purview and and um, but we're we're partnering with them to make sure that we highlight you know those opportunities and again thank you so much uh, Tri Cities High School Chef Cheryl Williams. I'm uh, looking looking forward to doing something amazing. And, yeah, you guys you guys uh, stay tuned for updates on that.
0: Yeah, for sure that that's, that's going to be great. And just one last thing. Um, you know, on food waste, just because obviously affordable housing is important, right? Yes, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that are important. But for me, the thing about food waste is like, it's one of those things that almost everyone can do something about. Everyone. You know, it's like really within our within our own control. And uh, you know, like affordable housing, I don't I don't know what I can do about that. I can show up at NPU meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, I can vote. Mm-hmm. I can I can write letters, but I'm not a developer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's like some of these th- some of these problems feel so grandiose. Mm-hmm. But food is genuinely something that we can all do something about. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can just kind of segue that back into, you know, that spark. Or was there? I mean, was it a spark? Like, how, how did you get involved in this space? And maybe if you could highlight. Uh, I'd like to. would like to know if you had a moment because I had a moment where it was like, "Oh my gosh, food." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see if you had a moment. But but you've worked in urban ag like for a while. This mm-hmm. isn't like a new thing for you.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a you know, it's a loaded answer, man. Um, for one, you know, I love to eat. <laughs> hey, hey. So, so that's where it all started yeah um but uh more in depth um my first job was in a restaurant mm. um at 15 years old I began uh working in restaurant industry as a busser um and then transitioning to uh server um and from there I was able to kind of see or understand like the process of um you know getting food into restaurants, where does food largely come from? Like how, how does food make it from place to place? You know, um, those, those things, like I got a glimpse of them, but actually like understanding them, I didn't get that concept until largely until I got this position uh, where I am now. Um, backtracking to my agricultural, um, um, knowledge or education. Uh, Twenty eighteen, when I, after I moved to Atlanta, I got to witness and hear the amazing works of Hobby Habishat Inc. Yes. and uh, Brother Big Brother kashan Myers, and um, just the amazing work that they're doing here locally and abroad. Um, and I was able to witness um, through. You know, the arts, uh, well, I'm, I was a performer in the past, or am a performer. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't say I, I, I don't do it anymore, thanks to you and Farmer's Jam. That's right, know? that's right. Um, we,
0: didn't, we didn't, I don't think, I might have skipped over this, but you, you play the trombone, you play the drums, anything else you play? Trumpet.
1: Trumpet. Trumpet, trumpet, trumpet uh, drums. Um, you know, I dabble, things, a little, but those are what I'm most proficient on. Um, and so were
0: you, was your band at the time then like hired to perform at Habesha?
1: Right. So, um, so really, I, I, I'm a one-man band. Like, I'm a producer first, and mm. then I've started writing. Um, and through that, you know, my, my, my drive was to create music to inspire positive social change. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I look for certain platforms to be able to reach audiences where I could, you know, uh, um, deliver messages where people will receive them. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Shah showed to be one of those outlets um, at their annual festivals, uh, the Organic Fest and yes. Harvest Fest. Um, which are amazing events um, to check out. Uh, I was able to share the stage, share the stage with uh, Big Brother Kashawn Myers and um, bear witness to the amazing work they're doing um, here in Atlanta locally and abroad. Um, so by all means, everyone, everyone, I need you to do yourself a service and check out Hobby Shy. Um, that's Habesha. That's H A B E S H A. Inc. Uh, Habisha is an acronym that stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. And um, they have an amazing uh, portfolio of programs here um, for agricultural education, uh, urban green jobs, um, technology, um, uh, agribusiness, um, the they works. You know, you can you can you can really learn a lot. Uh, just from you know this one organization, and they do a great job of reaching our community, our African American community, our community uh, that is looking to get you know get more uh, integrated in their roots. Um, so I, I, I give thanks, you know, and and to that point, you know, to your original question, that interaction really opened my eyes to urban agriculture. Yeah. So so you know, Keshawn he mentioned that okay, well you know we're we're looking. This is. When was this? This might have been 2016, 2016. He mentioned um, that they were in the process of raising funds for um, a a school uh, institute in Ghana, the Kweku Ando Sustainability Institute, uh, to which they are going to create um, an educational campus uh, to help uh, our African-American community. Uh, integrate into African culture and uh, on a path for repatriation um, these were words that I had never heard before really, sure. you yeah. know and um, you know I just did my due diligence and um, you know for for the majority of a year year and a half you know, Just being persistent, touching base. How can I support? How can I support? Um, My background in in college prior to coming to Atlanta was uh, architectural design. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I went to Howard University to study architectural design. Shout out HU. Um, And, you know, letting letting Kashawn know, who is also a a Howard grad, letting him know that, you know, I have these uh, capabilities. I definitely would love to support. He actually extended an invitation for me to come out to Ghana to support in the development and design of the Kwaku and- Ando Sustainability oh, Institute. Wow. Right. Did you make it out? I made it out. 2018. Okay. Okay. Cool. February 2018. I was out there the whole month, and um, that experience changed my life. Yeah. Really and truly, like just from getting off the plane and seeing, you know, people who look like me, police officers, mm. um, everybody, everybody. You know, people out that look like my cousins. You know, and and seeing, you know, it, it really opened my eyes to just my responsibility and and understanding like my global place. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, after, uh, uh, you know, going into some culture shock and spending a few nights in the African bush, uh, I realized, OK, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I need my hands in the soil. And um, uh, Brother Kashawn, he extended the opportunity for me to participate in Hobby Habisha Works, which is their Habisha's right. uh, urban agricultural um training opportunity I came back and did that Um,
0: it's agriculture and it's like business and education like it's a really uh, all wrapped into one thorough
1: program Exactly. And at the time, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Brother Tenecio Sanima, yes. uh, was our educator. So ah. I often joke with him, like saying he was my master teacher, you know. And, um, That's right. You know, he, he kind of, you know.
0: He's the godfather of Farmer's Jam, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I, It's I'm all familiar. full circle. Yeah, man. So, you know, um, just being able to learn from uh, Brother Tenecio and uh, be, out, be able to work out in the fields with Brother Charles Greenlee and mm. uh, Brother Holmes. Um, it really showed me that, okay, this is, this is that community that I was looking for. Um, largely I was looking for it within entertainment and music, uh, which is, uh, um, at times very fickle, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we cannot uh, overlook is our connection to food and, you know, just how that, um, Informs our life and our purpose. The um, culture
0: and agriculture.
1: Exactly, there is none. There is no culture without agriculture. Yeah. You know, so um, just just want to just want to make sure that I properly big up Habisha for uh, my interaction or 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 bringing me on to urban ag, and uh, from there, you know, I was able to manage Habisha Garden, Habisha Community Garden, uh, from I believe twenty twenty to excuse me, 2019 to 2021. Um, and through that interaction, I was able to assist in uh, managing and facilitating some urban agriculture network, um, cooperative uh, vending and crop planning. Um, to and, and that was an eye-opening experience, understanding how far of a reach that we truly have just yeah, with on yeah. a, within a local level. Sure. You know, community, managing community garden, um, you understand your impact, to that community um, Habisha's garden Is in the Mechanicsville community And um, you know That's a very active community And largely you know The houseless population there uh, They count on that garden quite a bit You mm-hmm. know And um, I was there Managing that space You know through, through COVID And you know Just being able to plant Some hot peppers Some garlic And that being You know That being someone's cure You know I think really dawned on me as, okay, this is, this is what I need to do with my life. Um, so through that, I was able to network and communicate with different growers and different grow sites, um, understanding, uh, oh, we, you know, where's the, I guess, the community and, and how active is the community, you know, just understanding my, my part and my place in that. And lo and behold, opportunity came, you know, through, through the, through the waiver, um, uh, for, for, uh, this position with the city of Atlanta to manage a uh, local foods promotion program, uh, under Atlanta. And, uh, one of the goals was to help, you know, um, help build some camaraderie, uh, within the stakeholder groups to which, you know, that was, you know, one of the paths that I was on. So I'm thinking, okay, huh, this may be a natural fit yeah. applied. And, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to get that position and, um, assistant managing this local foods promotion program. And here we are.
0: Man, that's a, such a powerful journey. And I was like, there's so much to, uh, to like, to unpack there. Um, one of the, as you were talking, something I, I wanted to ask was, you know, you shared what it was like, kind of like getting off the plane in Ghana, right? You spent about a month there. Um, what was it like getting on the plane when you
1: got back? Mm. Um, I think I may have shed a tear, honestly. Hmm. Like, um, at that point, I think, and this is, you know, this is before I got married. This, you know, I'm, I'm an an only child. So, you know, largely like I'm used to doing things on my own and making my own decisions. And that decision felt like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Hmm. So getting on a plane from Ghana to come back to the U.S. felt like, okay, what, what's what's for me you know where 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 do I need to be so that very long plane ride that that stopped in uh, Morocco and then uh, to I believe Chicago and then back to Atlanta I had quite a bit of time to assess my my new direction and channel my focus into that community garden space and yeah. the urban agriculture network and um, yeah it just really lit you know lit a fire underneath me to understand like what my impact would be.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, like I, 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 I'm I, sitting by one of the products like surrounded by all these plants. I can't help but be reminded of the Habesha site in Atlanta, which, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 there are so many little like nooks and crannies where things are growing there, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. it really is a testament to, you know, what we were saying at the beginning, which is like you can grow so much mm-hmm. in what you know, for for the size of uh, the farms we talk about today, these 1,000-acre, 10,000-acre farms would be mm-hmm. considered a minuscule site, but yeah. it produces a heck of a lot of food. Man. And I also wanted to just, you know, really uplift the fact that we got a lot of organizations in local food, uh, you know, Farmers Jam being one of them, but, uh, and a lot of them, you know, if you were to, like, scan through the AJC, right, probably not going to see Habesha that many times relative to certain other organizations. Mm -hmm. But Habesha genuinely was probably one of the first, if not the first, organization that was genuinely established, you know, before Urban Ag was like in vogue, before Mm. it was like, you know, this like hot thing. Preach. Um, And so I just wanted to recognize all the work that Kashawn has done. Mm. And like when you think about the fact that they haven't gotten the $100,000 plus grants, they haven't gotten... The headlines in the newspaper, but the impact, the ripple effect of starting uh, that garden in, in Mechanicsville—I mm-hmm. mean, it's—it's it's probably, it might not be—it's probably not possible to really calculate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's—it's it's not only here in Atlanta, but it's as you mentioned in Ghana, mm-hmm. but it's like you're now working in the city of Atlanta. Tanishio's is now the urban ag manager in East Point. Like it, the ripple effect of that that garden Keshawn started is is immense and will be felt
1: probably for generations and you know to your point James um, 20 years yeah. 20 years shah has been doing this, right? Um, so well before, you know, we the city of Atlanta has had an urban ag director or, you before know. Before urban ag was technically legal, yeah, you know. It yeah. was like
0: they had to pass an ordinance to right. make
1: urban agriculture okay. Exactly. <laughs> and Habishai was doing it guerrilla style, you yeah. know, um, asking questions later, you know. And I um, I want to just make sure we uplift um and, and you know, through through Hobby Shire, I, I I was able to kind of get a little more versed in my African proverbs. Mm. Um there's a proverb and and pardon me everyone if I'm misquoting this proverb, but um, you know, the, the the proverb uh to my knowledge reads, uh until um the lion can tell the story, um the hunter will always be victorious, right? Wow. So you know we 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 mustn't yeah. forget and I, and I'm and I'm sure that's not verbatim the 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 proverb but we mustn't forget you know that these you know these different articles you mentioned AJC and 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 others you know um they 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 may not know where to go to get those stories, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if you you know you know who to talk to to understand you know the real impact of who's really doing the work, you know. And um, I'm proud to say that um, Brother Kashan and Habishah are on a mission now to tell that story. Um, so that'll be soon coming, um, God willing. You know that we can actually get that story told accurately and properly. So right. Yep. We want, to, we want to make sure we, we, we big that up like okay you know, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna put any finances on the record but um let you know Habishah Habisha has, has done their done their due diligence and, and is rightfully uh, rightfully getting their recognition.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it'll you know I think, um, I, I I mean I've, I've talked with Kishan a, a few times and I, I I've not necessarily heard him say this per se. But I don't think he needs the recognition, mm. right? He's not. He's not looking for it. Mm-hmm. He's looking for the, the, like, the success he feels is like through the work being done, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, the more of us that can channel that, the more we'll actually have that impact. So, right, right. Um, yeah. One more um, piece,
1: James. I want to. Sure. I want to speak on about just my interaction with agriculture, not necessarily on an urban uh, setting, um, but as I did, you know. Uh, get a little further in urban ag and within urban ag community and education understanding. Um, I took that, you know, knowledge and the joy of just everything I've learned back home. I'm originally from North Carolina, uh, born and raised in Durham, but my family's largely from, you know, the Eastern, uh, East, Eastern Coast, uh, Sampson County, Duplin County area. And um, went back and saw my grand, my grandma, my uncles, and uh, let them know, okay, well, I'm farming now, y'all. And, you know, I got a mix of, oh, side eyes, right? Okay, like, what <laughs> you doing that for? And then also, um, it unlocked, you know, some history that I had not known. Mm. Um, so on my mom's side, my granddad um, was a sharecropper, right? Ah, okay. And um, this is in, um, this is... Phew, man, this is, it's it's a very, very deep story that I won't, you know, get to in depth. Um, But we, you know, my, my family uh, is blessed to have acquired some land through my granddad's hard work and suffering as a sharecropper, right? So, you know, um, our land is not currently in production as farmland. um, And to which, you know, I go back to this, you know, to this property on holidays and I didn't even know this, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but all it took for me was to actually take a step in the direction of my ancestry and then boom now i'm getting all types of beautiful history um to the point where i'm i'm really understanding now it's my purpose and my destiny to fulfill my granddad's legacy and go back and get our land back into production so um and this is all within the last two years of just me you know um i i I think you know now everyone understands okay i'm you know, uh, growing a bit, uh, accepting responsibility, now it's time, you know. So yeah, I, yeah, gi- yeah. I give thanks for that, you know, ancestral knowledge and that ancestral calling.
0: Yeah, I, I, I find the more I talk to, uh, you know, people in our sort of age group, it, it, so much of it is from our grandparents. Mm-hmm. And like similarly, I didn't really know that my grandfather was involved in starting sustainable agriculture and like setting standards for it in northern ireland where, mm. where we're from and like you know part of his his role was selling like grass-fed beef you mm. know and i think he was involved in that kind of like how do you raise animals in a sustainable way how do you maintain herds in a healthy way you know in a humanitarian way and it's like something i always want to like impart upon people you know i guess in times like this when it comes up right but a lot of times we will get in our head about, like, what should I do? Like, what you know, but if you take a step forward, like, if you think about this literally, right? If I just take one step forward from where I'm standing physically, mm-hmm. the world looks a little different. Mm-hmm. And just when you're on your journey, is so important just to take that step forward. You mm-hmm. can always take a step back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But take that step forward because you never know what the world will look like. And your story illustrates that perfectly. Mm-hmm. You took a step forward towards, you know... Your ancestry, but also towards agriculture, and suddenly you deepened your connection to literally where you grew up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to shift more into kind of the stuff you're doing now, uh, but real quick, what, as a Howard grad, what is it like working with a Morehouse man, J.O.L.U.?
1: Oh, man, it's amazing. It's amazing, <laughs> actually. Um, you know, J.O.L.U. is um, he's, he's, he's very thorough, and, um, you know, I can always count on J.O.L.U. To shoot it to me straight You know Give give me the proper advice Um, Even if I Even if I don't um, Present it as eloquently You know As I should J.O. Lou He's not going to Turn his nose up. He's not going to sh- shame. You know, he'll be like, oh, well, maybe you should present it this way. And, um, boom, we can move on from there. Um, just his connections within, you know, food space and ag. Uh, he-, he trained at one of our sister organizations with Habisha, uh, Truly Living Well. You know, so the... Um, you know, the connection runs deep, you know, and um, it's, it's really an honor, an honor and a pleasure to be sharing, um, sharing this role and learning from him. Um, I, I've been really a lot of my onboarding or damn near all of my onboarding came from J.O. Lou. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't know if anyone is familiar with uh, City of Atlanta processes, um, but it is very extensive to, you know, to get acclimated into those processes and understand, you know, just the different... um, you know, just a different chain of commands that that, that, that are going on. So, um, J.O. Lou has been instrumental in um, just, you know, helping me with my learning curve. And, you know, again, I just, you know, big ups to J.O. Lou and um, his his family. Uh, Young Ace is, is, is my partner. You know, nice. shout out to Young Ace, man. And, um, you know, uh, the Queen Sicily. Uh, they just have an amazing, amazing, amazing family and future. And I look forward to their growth.
0: Yeah, power couple right there. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And yeah. if you want to... Uh, hear more about Jolu and what, what he's working on, uh, we did interview him a few weeks back. Uh, and I, you know, like you, was grateful enough to get to work with him uh, a couple of years ago. And yeah, so thoughtful and so knowledgeable. And uh, I always appreciate his perspective and just, just chatting with you now reminds me that I, I need to catch up with him too. All right, everybody, that was part one of our interview with Masterpiece, a.k.a. Justin Nicholson. Uh, Super grateful for his time and, of course, all the support and love he has shown for Farmer's Jam. Wanted to remind you that we're launching a new product, Farmer's Jam Cocktail Syrup, coming up on September 15th. Now, if you want to get in on the action before launch day, head to thefarmersjam.com. Sign up for our email list because we are doing an exclusive subscriber-only pre-sale. I have a strong feeling that we might be selling out before launch day, so make sure you sign up. You don't want to miss this. As always, we appreciate your time. I'm your host, James Carr. Farmers Jam Radio was produced by Cam Christian with music by Nomad. Y'all have a great day and stay safe out there and jam on.